Hey. Hey. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. And you're listening to yet another episode of You I Do. The podcast that says it's okay if you don't like that vendor anymore. We'll help you through it. So we had a really good, wonderful guest on the show today. We've actually been meaning to have her on the show for over a year, um, but we're very, very glad that we have the chance to chat with her today. Yes, we had an amazing conversation with her talking about vendor remorse. And she gave some really great advice. And I think it's going to help a lot of you in choosing your vendors. But then also, if you are currently going through vendor remorse, She kind of walked you through and how to get through it. And even if you regret your decision after the wedding, she kind of talks about that too. So definitely listen in. For sure. So y'all will enjoy it. I know you will. Hey, Hubus. This is your girl, Tania. If you did not already know, I recently got engaged 4321. That's April 3rd, 2021. Your girl's engaged. (laughs) I am in the beginning stages of wedding planning, and to be honest, it has been overwhelming. Yes, being a co-host on You I Do has helped a bit, but I did not know where to start. I did not know what questions to ask my vendors and how to navigate this entire process because it is a process. I was leaning on Ashley a little bit too much and I'm pretty sure she was possibly getting annoyed with me, but you know, she loves me. So I was excited when our good friends over at the Big Wedding Planning Podcast reached out and said, hey, we have a wedding planning digital course and it's everything that you need to plan your own wedding as a wedding planner would do it. As you know, Christy and Michelle are both wedding planners. And when I tell you they have literally walked me through every single process of planning and it's been absolutely amazing. So they have given us a deal for our listeners, $50 off the total price of the course with our promo code you I do. So head on over to the big wedding planning masterclass.com. Again, that is the big wedding planning masterclass.com and type in you I do at checkout for $50 off. I promise you will not be disappointed. And we have a very, very special guest, a guest that we should have had on the show a long time ago, but we're making up for it now. Guess would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Victoria Lardy-Williams. I am the owner, lead planner, and designer at Victorious Events NYC. I'm located, obviously, in New York City, where we're basically based in Brooklyn, and we love planning beautiful, sophisticated, chic New York City weddings, but we also do destination weddings. We service beyond New York City. We also service uh, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, Philadelphia, Connecticut. We can pretty much do a wedding almost anywhere. So I'm really happy to be here with you guys. Thank you. Yes, we, we are, are very so happy. happy. Yes, we are. We are. We had your husband on the show, of course, last year. And, you know, it's been a year already. Wow. It's been almost two years, which is wild. Like, time has flown by. We talked to your husband pre COVID. That's (laughs) right. In in my mind, there's like a little glimpse of time where, like, we started the show, what, 
six, eight months before COVID. I, I'm yeah, not almost. It was yeah. end of Just about. August. Yeah. August 19. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, the episode aired in uh, January because it was me and Ed. It wasn't you mm-hmm. um, because you were yeah. still on leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome so. back. so we are so excited to talk to you today we're talking about vendor remorse and we had some questions come in about that this is going to be i already know i already feel it's going to be good because this is a topic that a lot of people have um questions and feelings about but juicy the juicy subject exactly (laughs) yeah and and i think that no one really talks about it you know it's just it's just something that you talk amongst your friends or your family about but it never you know i don't think there's an article because i was even like like online trying to search like okay is there an article out there about vendor remorse like they talk about the dress, you know, having, you know, like, oh man, like, I don't like my dress anymore or my yeah. ring. I really don't like the ring that my, you know, my husband or my fiance gave me, but they don't talk about vendor remorse. And so this will be a good, yeah. good little topic. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh-huh. The ring part, that, that could be an episode all in itself. Oh my god! Oh, of course. <laughs> of yes. Course. That's a whole, oof, Yeah. It really can. <laughs> we unrelated, like we have a TikTok that kind of like speaks to that, and that's by far like our most viral video. It had over like one hundred twenty thousand views and like wow. thousands of comments, just because people are like, "Yeah, I actually hate my ring." <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's more common than people think, and I think just yeah. this general sense of remorse it's kind of taboo. People don't want to talk about it or they don't feel comfortable talking about it. They don't know who to talk about it with without being judged. So I I totally get it. Exactly. And I mean, I think even with vendor remorse too, you just assume that everything happened, you know, you picked the the right person or they can do, you know, the job well enough and you just kind of, you know what, this is a moment in time, you suck it up and you just move forward. And we're going to discuss why that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was surprised. I mean, even when we posted like, hey, you know, give us some questions if you want. Um, that we had so many questions come in and like some personal stories where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this is actually more common than, you know, we assume. But we're going to get into that in a second. Before we dive there, though. Victoria, what were you doing before you got into the wedding industry? Well, I used to work in government and politics. Um, fun, right? So <laughs> I was right. a, uh, I worked as a press secretary. I worked in communications. And um, although I was good at my job, um, it wasn't necessarily satisfying to me. Uh, politics and government, as you know, you can see during the election cycle, it can be pretty brutal. And um, I didn't feel that my personality was best suited for that environment. Uh, But one of the things that I did enjoy when I worked in that uh, realm were planning press conferences and uh, other media events and fundraising events. And the event part of it, I actually enjoyed a lot. So um, I decided to step away from that. And my husband, Mike Music, uh, well, we actually, he wasn't my husband at the time. We were just um, boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. And he was telling me, you know, you should 
try to do events. And I was like, do people make money doing that? Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, just give it a try. And then um, he was DJing. He's been DJing forever. So a young lady asked him to DJ her birthday party. She was a doctor. And she he asked her, okay, you know, I can definitely do your, your party, but where is it going to be? Like, what are the logistics of the event? And she was like, well, I don't have any of that. I just know that I want you to be my DJ. She was like, I have no idea where to do it or whatever. So he's like, well, my girlfriend, she's a planner. And I was like, I am? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> But that was the best thing that could have happened. Um, I kind of took it on head on and um, I did everything by myself. It was like a Brazilian themed carnival birthday party. Um, And I worked so hard (laughs) on that party, my goodness. To the point that like at the end of the night, like my feet like had a heartbeat. Like it was like my feet were killing me, but I was happy. And I was like, aha, this is what it's supposed to feel like that no matter how hard I worked, I'm still happy at the end of the night. That was key for me. So I was like, this is what I'm meant to do. You know, the birthday girl, she walked in, shout out to Dr. Vanetta Drakes. Uh, She walked in and she started crying and that just pulled on my heartstrings. You know, I just like, this is, this is, what a passion feels like. So um, from there, I had a friend who was getting married. They saw the pictures from the birthday party. They're like, oh, can you help me with my wedding? And I was like, I guess, sure. And he was like, yeah, I'm getting married in three months and I don't have a venue. I'm just like, what? (laughs) I was like, okay. I found him a venue here in Brooklyn and we pulled that off. And it was just a domino effect from there. Another friend saw that wedding, asked me to do theirs and they recommended me to one of their friends. And here we are many years later, but um, I, it's the best thing I could have done. I just wish I had started sooner. Love that. Wow. Oh my gosh. You, I mean, the weddings that you post are just like gorgeous. So really thank you. you're welcome. Yes. Like this is obviously, I mean, press secretary, you know, I'm sure you were amazing <laughs> at that as well, but <laughs> Yeah, like uh, I can imagine. I've I've I have friends that were also in that space and it's like, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine like this is way more satisfying. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. You know, I learned a lot. A lot of what I learned from that, you know, um, is what helps me in this industry. So I don't regret it at all. I don't have remorse about that. <laughs> but I, you know, I definitely feel um that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's what we are all searching for, you know? Yes. The thing. Mm -hmm. The place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are now going to play a quick game before we go into these questions and the vendor remorse conversation. But we said this year we were going to kind of diversify our games. And so we're going to just, you know... Instead of always playing this or that, we're going to play a series of different bridal shower games. So this game we're going to play is called Who's the Bride? Where basically you have to identify, be the first person, I'll say, to identify who is the wife of the celebrity I will mention. So. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So. Yes. So this should be easy. Uh, Hopefully. Hopefully. I hope hope so. (laughs) I hope, but y'all will go against each other. So when you have the name of it, you have to say, like, you don't just shout off the name first. Say, like, I have it. 
so that just in case both of you say it at the same time and it's like oh which one you know so to start ryan gosling i don't have that (laughs) (laughs) uh do you have her well no never mind that's justin timberlake's wife i don't know (laughs) what really okay that's not my type so i'm not really following him like that (laughs) yeah me neither i mean i know who he is just because of the movies and his name is you know like well his last name is different you know but exactly um, i know what he looks like but i'm like i have no idea i didn't even know he was married (laughs) yeah me neither that is funny okay well he is married to eva mendez really oh i didn't even know that (laughs) (laughs) they have two kids and everything Oh, we're, we're wow. not doing good. Like me, six, not. seven year old kids. <laughs> I mean, know? it's okay. I failed the last game. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, it might get easier from here. Okay. Okay. So the next person is David Bowie. Oh, gosh. Again, I didn't know he was married to anyone currently. I mean, I know that he was married to Mon, but is he married to someone else since then? I don't know. He passed away, but when yeah, he passed right away, that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. But when, <laughs> he passed away, but before he passed away, he had been married to Amon for over twenty years. Okay, yeah. okay. So okay. I'll give that to you. I'll give oh, that. Yeah. To you. I'll give that to you. All right. So the next person is Namdi Asimwa. I don't, I don't even know how to spell that. Who is that? Is it, <laughs> Tania, is it, you think uh, you have it? He's the guy uh, that was in Black Panther, right? No. no ma'am. Uh, he was in Thandy- a movie that you love, though. Is it Thandy Newton? Nope. Uh, is he, can we have a clue? Like, is he an actor? Oh. He is an actor. Oh, Carrie oh. Washington. Yes. Oh. <laughs> he does have Carrie Washington's husband to me, but sorry. <laughs> I was going to say he was in Sylvie's Love, if y'all asked oh, for Oh, yeah. Mm. Because I could see his face, but I'm like, was he in there? But yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay, so it's tied. <laughs> it's tied. So for the final round, Courtney B. Vance. Who is that? I got it. Isn't, got it, for it. isn't it Angela Bassett? You got it. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> You got it. Oh, now I okay. I can see his face. So, like, if you had pictures, then I'd be like, "Oh yeah," but I didn't know his name. Just off so. names, yeah. And he's done a lot. He was in Lovecraft Country, yeah, yes, was, yeah. which I loved. Oh my gosh, I still haven't seen it. Oh my gosh, like I heard it was oh so gosh. good. It was really, really good. You have to take your time to like, like you have to be like mentally ready for it. Mm-hmm. So when you're ready, that. just kind of dig in. <laughs> I'll get to it. I mean, at least it's just, I guess, one season to go through. But then I'm sure towards the end, I'll be like, I need more. Yeah. (laughs) And then it's sad. Like Teenage Bounty Hunters. But Mm -hmm. anywho. So Victoria won. Tania, you came close. You did better than the last game. I'll say that. Much better. Much better. Tania barely. (laughs) Tania barely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. But yeah, now we're going to talk about vendor remorse you know i am really interested to you know get your take on all these questions we have for you so tania you could kick it off all right all right so please define what vendor remorse is 
through a few vendor client examples. My definition of vendor remorse is when after booking a vendor, a client starts having second thoughts. Perhaps the vendor's work or their work ethic isn't up to their standard that the client expected, or they found another vendor who caught their eye. I feel like you can kind of feel remorseful in both ways. A vendor client example, you hired a DJ and then you went to your friend's wedding and that DJ killed it. And you're like, hmm. I really should have waited. <laughs> I shouldn't have put my DJ <laughs> I want that guy or girl. That would, you know, be an example. Or, you know, you're you've booked the vendor and then throughout the process, you know, leading up to the wedding day, you know, they're just not doing what you expected them to do. Or, you know, it it could even be your engagement photos. Let's say it's a photographer and you saw their portfolio and you love their work. And then you took your engagement photos with them and you don't like your engagement photos. And now you feel almost obligated that you have to stick with them for your wedding. So I would say those are two examples. Very good examples. Um, And I think that many of us have actually have gone through that. So very good example. Yes. So the next few questions are actually from one of our listeners. Her name is Karen. So She asks, what can we do to avoid vendor remorse? So this is probably going to be my answer to most of the questions, but hire a planner. (laughs) That's how you don't have vendor remorse. Um, (laughs) And I say that (laughs) because if you hire a great planner who has experience, they will already have a list of vendors to choose from. These are people that they've worked with personally and they can vouch for them. And that'll ensure that you're getting someone or a company that is top notch. When you're kind of out on your own, you know, sorting through all the different options when it comes to vendors, um, it can be very overwhelming and you might just settle instead of getting what you really want. So that would be my advice. Hire a planner. (laughs) We make it easier. Good advice. I feel like that's a good kind of answer for a lot of wedding related questions. It's like, you know, yeah. if you had a planner <laughs> that you wouldn't even be in that situation. <laughs> okay, exactly. <laughs> now, how do we address the situation with a vendor if we have some remorse? So I would say honesty is the best policy. Let the vendor know what you're unhappy with. And it may be an uncomfortable conversation, but as long as you lead with kindness, you'll walk away knowing that you did all that you could. Um, I also also think about if the vendor has breached their contract in in any way. If they haven't, then be prepared to possibly lose your deposit. But to me, that's better than having someone working on your special day who just isn't a good fit. It's really good. Mm -hmm. So can we (laughs) foresee these unfavorable situations before they happen? And if so, is it best to just change your vendor when you're kind of going through whatever that situation is? I mean, sometimes the evidence is right in front of us and we choose to ignore it uh, for whatever reason. Um, You don't have the time or you really like the vendor's product or service, but you don't like the customer service. So I guess the best way I can answer it is how professional were they throughout the booking process? Um, Were they responsive? Did you feel a good vibe when you were having the consultation? Is the work in their portfolio consistent? 
And another really good one is, do you, can you see yourself in their photos or their videos or in their makeup or their hair or the dress? Like, can you see it? Do you feel yourself represented there? And if you answer no to some of these, then that might be, you know, a little bit of an indication that this might not be the best vendor for you, maybe for someone else, but not for you. So I think that, again, like I was saying before, sometimes we get fatigued with the whole vendor search and we settle, but, you know, you're spending a lot of money (laughs) on your wedding day and settling um, might not necessarily be the best thing. I had a bride. um, I don't remember how many dresses she tried on, but I want to say it was like a hundred dresses she tried on before she found the one. And she found the one. It was this beautiful Christian Siriano ball gown, um, shout out to little fashion stylist, um, our bride from 2017, Belle Bass. She's everything, the fashionista. And, you know, she had an article in Brides about how many dresses she tried on before she found the one. So don't settle. <laughs> uh, Ashley could attest to that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, I must have tried one. I feel like over 60, 75, I, and only to go to like the second dress I tried on. But um. <laughs> And I, my whole dress process, I don't want to talk about it. I like it, (laughs) but I still have moments where I'm like, do I want a different dress? Okay. I have like two months. I don't have time for that, but I mean, but you're right. I think we do have some anxiety about like, oh my gosh, we want to have already selected this vendor by now or selected a vendor. And so, especially if you are doing your due diligence and talking to like three, four, five plus vendors, as you're kind of like going through this process, I can see how easy it could be to, you know, oh my gosh, it's all sounding the same. It's all looking Mm -hmm. the same. Just go with this one only to find out like, "Eh, maybe I should have just kept going or, you know, circle back to someone else um, from an earlier conversation. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, if for any reason you're feeling uneasy, just listen to your gut and change course and just also be prepared for the consequences of changing uh, that course. But yeah, it's it's tough. But again, if you hire a planner, <laughs> you may not have to go through that. Because, <laughs> you know, honestly, right. like, in terms of my process, like the first thing we're booking is your menu. And that to me sets the tone for the rest of your vendor team. You know, if you're getting married in a castle, you're not going to hire necessarily a boho chic wedding photographer or have, you know, a more costumey gown. Like maybe, you know, it just really depends on the venue that kind of sets the tone and make sure that 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 venue or that vendor speaks to your personality, you and your fiance, and that you're both happy with it. And then from there, everything kind of falls into place. We go into photo and video and DJ and your officiant. Once you have those locked in, to me, everything else is a piece of cake. But those major vendors, oh, and of course, your attire, um, those major vendors, you just have to be comfortable with. So, so. Um, you kind of sort of answered this question already, but I'm going to shout out Jaleesa. Um, thank you so much for sending in this question. Um, after paying for a vendor and actually putting down the deposit and becoming dissatisfied with their service, should you keep them or not? That's a good question. And I'm going to follow that with asking yourself a question and really, really think about it. Is the amount of money that you put down for your deposit, is it worth losing? And when I say worth, don't just look at the monetary value, because obviously none of us want to lose any money. (laughs) We work hard for our money. But on the other side of that money, 
could be stress, uneasiness, and just overall unhappiness with the finished product or service. So if you decide to continue moving forward with that vendor, now you've paid them even more money, you know, the balance, and you still aren't happy. So would would it have been better to lose the deposit and have the right vendor for you and pay a little bit more money than to have lost all this money and you still don't have what you want? Like that's, that's the question to ask yourself. And uh, a lot of these deposits are, you know, like half of what, you know, they're charging. So like, yes, you'll be losing 50% most likely, or maybe 25%, however much you put down. Mm -hmm. But the way that you are feeling the anxiety level, you're, you're going to be upset in the end, you know, if things don't go right. And then that's when everything will hit you. You've you've lost even more money and you're not satisfied. So you just really have to have that conversation with yourself. And of course, maybe for someone, they might not be able to afford to lose 50%. Mm -hmm. So, and that's okay. Um, You have, there's consequences. You have to live with the consequences of the choices that you've made. But if you do have the ability to get out of that, be happy, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe instead of getting, you know, this really expensive, fancy cake, you know, you take that money and you put into getting a new photographer or something like that. You know, you might have to make some sacrifices, but you know, there are ways around it. You just, but only you as the the person getting married can answer that question. Like, is it worth losing? Very true. So this question was from Rashana. I want to immerse it with Rashana. Hey, Rashana. Um, how do you ask for a discount or a refund when you didn't receive the services as promised or requested? So this is another Wait, I'm going to say, you know, ask yourself this question. Why do you think you deserve a discount or a refund? Now, the reason why I'm asking this is that when you say you didn't receive services as promised or requested, does that mean that you never, you didn't receive the end product at all? <laughs> or was it a little late? Or, you know, so that, that's why I'm, I, I tell people, you know, ask yourself that question. You know, these are small businesses that we're talking about. And if they messed up, let's give them a chance to make it right. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you should get something for free unless it's, you know, a egregious mistake, you know, <laughs> different. Um, but if they were a little slow to respond or, if, you know, it was a, a minor error, give them a chance to make it right and, and see what, what they can do. Maybe they'll offer you some like a bonus, but sometimes it's as a small business owner, I know that it's hard, you know, for our bottom line to just, you know, drain money out, you know, for every little thing that could possibly go wrong. So, mm-hmm. you know, let's try to show people grace if possible, but if they really messed up, just ask them, <laughs> you know, you, you're in the driver's seat here, you know, right. um, you can ask and the worst they can say is no, but also again, look at your contract, see what you're entitled to, if anything at all. Um, it's really, really important to read your contracts. People like most I, I think most couples do not thoroughly read their contracts because of that fatigue. You know, it's overwhelming. They're tired. They're settling, you know, once again. So they're not reading the fine print and they don't know what they've signed up for. So when they're like, yeah, you didn't do this, this, and this. And, and the vendor's like, well, I never told you I was going to do this, this, and this. <laughs> so you're not getting any money back. And then you're upset. So just know what you're getting into before you sign things and make sure that it's it sits well with you before you move forward. That is actually a really good segue into the next question. So 
This came from a listener. Um, not going to put her name out there just in case the vendor she works with <laughs> is listening. But essentially, <laughs> one of our listeners reached out, like, loved this photographer, just absolutely loved her work. And, you know, booked the vendor after, you know, doing her due diligence was, Mm -hmm. you know, what's the timeline for receiving the photos back, things like that for like her engagement session. And the vendor said, you know, about two to three weeks. Well, now we're heading into week six. So she's thinking, Mm -hmm. okay, did she book too many clients, you know, trying to kind of make over the COVID year of 2020, you know, does she have too many weddings? Was that just not a realistic timeline to begin with? Anyway, you know, she's having all these questions, but Mm -hmm. because, you know, her wedding is still enough time away where if she did need to make the decision to get another photographer, this would be kind of that window of where she would want to start doing that shopping around. But it's Mm -hmm. like, she just honestly didn't know what to do because she's like, I liked her work, really loved her work. From the sneak peeks, I believe she's received so far, she liked those, but you know, she's kind of like, I don't know what to do at this point. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So, (laughs) exactly. So, she's like, What should I do? So, yeah, that's a tough one. This is what I'll I'll say you know, these are really unprecedented times for, for everyone in every industry, but I can only personally speak to the wedding industry and we are going through it, guys. It's 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 really really hard. Um, we're struggling, despite our perfectly curated Instagram feeds and choreographed TikToks. Like we're 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 struggling beneath these smiles that you see. And many of us are dealing with not only the weddings we had booked in 2020, but the weddings we already have had booked for 2021 before COVID hit. Because, you know, for example, I can't, I, since the pandemic hit, I can't go and tell my 2021 brides, oh, I can't do your wedding anymore. I've committed. <laughs> so I have to kind of just push through with all of the, the influx of 2020 and what was already booked in 2021 and make magic happen. So I honestly stopped booking clients for this reason because I was already past my capacity through no fault of my own. It was just, you know, the, the, the cars that were dealt. And I'm lucky to be able to do that because of my husband's income. But for many others, you know, 2020 was a huge financial hit. And this isn't necessarily just a side hustle or a hobby, you know, the the business of weddings. This is how we pay our mortgages and our rent. This is how we, you know, put food on the table. So imagine if suddenly you lost all of your income last year. And and this is true for people outside of the wedding industry as well. Um, Because of the pandemic, wouldn't you try to catch up when things open back up. So I think we're all just trying to do the best that we can. So I think that instead of making assumptions, I think communication is super important. Have the conversation with the vendor, find out what's going on. I know that I struggled a lot last year because, you know, my father passed away due to COVID and I, you know, as a family, you know, we were devastated and there was nothing that, you know, we could do about it. You know, it wasn't even like we could visit him in the hospital. Like it was at the peak, like in the very beginning where it was like, you couldn't go to the hospital. Like the, they were, there weren't enough beds for people. Like it was absolutely insane. And then I still had clients, you know, email me saying, Hey, you know, I'm so sorry for your loss about your father. Um, so what about that design board? It's just like, you know, <laughs> wow. 
I understand your wedding is important, but I'm, you know, we're we're human beings. So I think that it is possible that the vendor could have taken on too many weddings. It's possible that they couldn't help it because they have to pay bills or it's possible that it just happened because they had already been booked and they're just trying to do the best that they can. So I think a conversation needs to be had, but I'll also say this to the vendors out there. You should be reaching out to your clients before the missed deadline. Communication, again, is super important. You don't want them to have to reach out to you to find out when is this thing going to happen. And I'm going to be honest, I've been guilty of it too. You're just, we're just so overwhelmed with the state of the world and what's going on. But I truly believe that if we have open communication on both sides, that we can reach a happy medium. So for this um, listener, I definitely think you should just reach out to your photographer and explain your concerns and let them know that, you know, you're, you're having some hesitation about even moving forward with them for the wedding day. So what's happening? Is it that they're inundated with work? Is this something that they're, that's to be expected after the wedding as well? Is this not a good fit anymore? Do they need to part ways? Again, you know, it might be an uncomfortable conversation, but I think it's necessary so that you're walking away with peace of mind, knowing that, you know, for your wedding, you're going to have exactly what you wanted. And even though you may love someone's work, this might not be a good fit right now, but you may be able to use them later on in the future for an anniversary shoot or another milestone event and be able to utilize their artistry when things aren't so crazy. So, you know, just, again, just please try to show us some grace because it's hard out here. That's a very good answer. I even noticed that in your uh, when you filled out the get to know you form, you're like, give us vendors some grace. I love how that's, you know, kind of like underneath all of this, like people, vendors are still people that make mistakes or, you know, sometimes we over promise, you know, and that's not to say that this photographer might not be an amazing photographer on the wedding day, but Maybe, you know, she was just a little too optimistic with a two to three week turnaround, or maybe that was her turnaround and then something Mm -hmm. happened and she just didn't communicate, you know, that. And maybe we could have an episode later about, you know, like buffering, (laughs) like adding that little cushion of time for those (laughs) worst case scenarios. But um, and also, you know, there's another thing to even mention, like we're in the middle of a worldwide flower shortage, like who would have thunk it? Right. You know? And sometimes people may have these expectations. I want these beautiful white flowers dripping from the ceiling. It's just like, well, where are the florists getting them from? Is it, it's not the exactly. florist's fault. They're trying their best. We're all trying our best. And it's, this is not an ideal situation by any means for anyone, but communication is key. And I hope that this listener can talk to that photographer and they can find a resolution that makes everybody happy. Good point. Okay. So kind of a piggyback to the last two questions. What do you do if you have remorse after the wedding? So whether it was with, you know, just kind of stepping back and thinking about it all, or maybe you heard comments or feedback from like family friends about, you know, the day of I saw this and, you know, I didn't want to bother you with it that day, but I noticed this or you get your photos back afterwards and you're like, uh, or, you know, the video missed a significant 
portion of the day, you know, like maybe it was a toast or the vowels or something very obvious. Kind of what do you do at that point? Because it's over now. Yeah, that's a very good question. And again, I think having a conversation, um, I feel like that's my go-to answer too. (laughs) Communicating and having a conversation about it is super important because there could be factors at play behind the scenes that the client didn't have a clue about, which is why they missed the toast. Maybe it's because, you know, they hired their aunt as the planner or their aunt was serving as planner and the planner didn't tell the videographer that they were doing toast (laughs) while he was eating dinner, you know? (laughs) Right, right. That can happen, you know, but then they feel like the, the responsibility is on the videographer because he should have been there, but just like, well, you didn't hire a professional planner to make that happen. Or even if you did have a professional planner, a wedding is very, it's like, I don't even know how to describe it. You know, there is a way of doing a wedding, but every wedding is different. And there are so many things at play um, that create like a domino effect. So, you know, I had a wedding recently where one of the guests lost, you know, uh, a bracelet, a diamond bracelet that she had on and she couldn't find it. So, you know, this is technically not, our job, but I'm in the ceremony room on the floor looking for this lady's bracelet (laughs) because I felt so bad that she lost it. She did find it, you know, by the way, but you know, while I was doing that, something else could have been happening somewhere else. And I wouldn't have been able to handle it because I was putting up this quote unquote little fire. So I got to go back to that grace part, you know, have some grace (laughs) for your, your vendors, but communicate with them. Was it just, you know, they messed up if they just messed up, you know, and there's no reason behind it. You know, um, I think sometimes clients just want to get it off their chest. And I think that that's okay. And again, give that vendor an opportunity to make it right. Maybe they'll, if it's a photographer or videographer, let's say it's a photographer, maybe they'll offer you a free portrait session, you know, later, or if it's a videographer and they missed a toast, maybe they can arrange to record that person giving their speech, you know, and you can kind of put it in a, in a time capsule or, or incorporate it into the final wedding edit video in some other type of way, you know, by re-recording that part. Just, you know, talk to them and see what can happen. But, you know, once you can't cry over spilled milk, it, it, it is what it is. You know, you can't, you can't get it. You can't get the day back. You can't do it over. But I think if you communicate and you let them know, let's see what, what the possibilities are, unless it's something really major that was a breach of contract, then, you know, you have to escalate it. You know, um, you didn't get your wedding video at all or your wedding photos. Like that's, that's a problem. Um, oh, yeah. didn't deliver, period, you know, but <laughs> if you did get something and it wasn't necessarily exactly what you wanted, see what the options are. And yeah, sometimes just maybe the vendor's not even aware that you even know that that happened or they're not even aware that it happened. So like, oh, wow, you know, we're so sorry that that happened. Let us try to make it up to you in some kind of way. I will add this as well. I don't think that people should be super quick to write like a terrible review about a vendor without talking to them. Because again, you don't know why that situation happened. I'm in a wedding planner group and this topic actually came up um, the other day and the client hired a florist to do, you know, do the flowers. And there were these arrangements that were placed um, for the ceremony. And they asked the planner if she could move the floor arrangements behind the sweetheart table uh, for the reception. And the planner said, okay, but the planner forgot because she's doing 10 million other things that day. So um, the client 
realized that after the wedding that the flowers were not moved from ceremonies to reception and they, you know, called the florist wanting a refund and the florist like, well, we didn't say we were going to move it. You had the flowers. You have to take that up with the planner. So now the planner was like, I feel so bad. You know, how much money should I give her back? And me and a couple of others were like, I don't think you owe her anything. I mean, you were doing her a favor. <laughs> she didn't pay you to do it. You, you know, if she paid you to move them and you didn't do it, then you refund her the money that she paid you. But she didn't pay you anything. And it's not like she didn't use the flowers. They were used for the ceremony. I understand that she feels bad, but I, I really feel like sometimes people just want money back for the hell of it. <laughs> you know, like this didn't go right. So I need monetary compensation, but right. you know, that doesn't necessarily apply for every situation. And as you know, so I'm going on a tangent here, but communication is key. <laughs> no, that's definitely a good example, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I think that goes back to what you were saying earlier, you know, this is a small business. And so like the same way they have to eat is the same way that you will have to eat as well. So, you know, and I think um, in that case, the planner still did her job, right? Like exactly. she, she just forgot to move the flowers. I mean, it wasn't her job to begin with. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And if that's the only qualm that they have, then yeah, she doesn't owe them any money. <laughs> And I I even told her, I was like, if you created an itemized list of all the things that you did that weren't contracted and you compared it to you not moving those floral arrangements, they probably owe you money if we're going to, you know, play tit for tat. (laughs) But, you know, putting that aside, you know, yeah, there's just, there's just so much. So it's, it's a really complex, you know, situation to be in after the wedding. Like, what do you do? But if they have delivered what they promised, you know, the end product was there you know, see what, what can happen. But, you know, sometimes you just have to, you know, chuck it off as a loss and and move forward. But if you did not receive your wedding photos, that's different. (laughs) If you did not receive something and you've tried to contact them, you tried to resolve it and you're not getting anywhere. If you need to escalate it, go for it, do what you need to do. You got to take them to court. You got to write a bad review do what you need to do. But a lot of times, just if you have a conversation, you know, it can be resolved. Very good. So our next question comes from Carrie Ann. She's also been on the podcast at one point. Uh, Let's see. She asks, what's something to look for or ask for in a contract to protect yourself? This is tough because we're we're not, I mean, some people who are getting married, we're not all attorneys. Some are, some are lawyers. (laughs) But most of us are not attorneys. So where do we even begin? Where do we even know what what we're looking for? Sometimes these contracts are, you know, 10 pages long. You get fatigued. You're, you're, I don't even, you don't even remember what you're reading at, at, at some point. So look at it with a fresh pair of eyes. If you really have questions, I mean, you may want to get an attorney just to take a look at it. But I honestly think that the best way of protecting yourself is not using, you know, fly by night vendors, you know, look for people who have good reviews and who you can get references from and who um, you can ask, you know, past clients, like, you know, I saw this in their contract, you know, did this happen to you? What was the, you know, I think, If you take that extra step, you'll feel much more comfortable about, you know, signing and moving forward. But if you're just booking some random person because they're the cheapest, but you, you know, they don't have a extensive portfolio or consistent portfolio of of work that you can, you know, 
look at and, and see that they're actively working in this field and they don't have reviews and you can't talk to their references, you kind of get what you pay for in a sense. So, uh, but getting back to the whole contract part, I, you know, I'm not even an attorney, <laughs> but I tell my clients that, you know, I can read your, your contract just like you can, but I cannot give you legal advice because I am not an attorney and you're not taking me to court. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, True. True. So um, no matter what I say, read it and feel comfortable with it for yourself. Um, a red flag might be, you know, refund cancellation policies or, you know, things that it protects them, but it doesn't necessarily protect you as the client. You know, if you see something that's protecting them, you may ask, can you put something in there that protects me too? If, if, if it's, if it's the reverse, you know, you're, you can ask that you can ask people to make adjustments. They don't have to do it, but you can ask and see if they're willing. Very good. Okay. So next question, should you get other vendors involved if you are having regrets? I don't think there's anything wrong with asking one of your vendors for another vendor recommendation, but I don't think you need to disclose what happened with your current vendor. You know, sometimes we all feel the need to vent and, but that's, to me, that's what your fiance and your best year for, right? Your maid of honor. But <laughs> the wedding <laughs> industry is smaller than you think. And yeah. again, there may be something going on with that vendor that's uncharacteristic of them. So essentially, if you're talking about them to another vendor, you're spreading rumors that could tarnish their reputation. So it's best to just keep whatever's happening between you and that vendor. But I don't think that there's anything wrong with asking another vendor for a recommendation. You know, do you know if another photographer or, you know, a, a baker that you, that you work with, you know, those are good signs too of, of a good vendor, you know, someone who another vendor can speak highly of, or, you know, just get a planner, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, yeah. Or just, you know, go ahead and talk to your planner and make sure she handles, you know, that part. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, We kind of have talked about red flags a little bit, but are there any kind of yellow flags that would, you know, kind of give somebody a little pause to maybe consider, is this, maybe it is, but, you know, is this actually a good fit? I would say that lateness is a big pet peeve of mine, honestly, you know, when it comes to a wedding. So, If, you know, you had to interact with that vendor for a meeting or anything like that prior to the wedding and they're late, that might be an indication that they could be late on your wedding day. So I would feel, I feel like that's kind of a yellow flag, but again, have a conversation. It could be an extenuating circumstance that happened, you know, their, their dog got sick, you know, things happen. (laughs) That's life, right? Did they pass the vibe check? Like (laughs) you might love their work, but if they are not giving you that good feeling, like you're not able to converse with them like one-on-one and like just have this really cool vibe, you know, maybe they're not for you. Or, you know, you might, you might have a certain aesthetic in mind for your photography. And then you're searching out a photographer who does not specialize in that aesthetic. So (laughs) to me, a yellow flag for yourself is, hey, am I asking this person to do something different than what they do. Why not go to the source? Why not go to the person who you know can do it versus trying to make somebody else do that? You know, whether it's because of costs or 
or, you know, location or, or whatever, um, other yellow flags, just their, their lack of professionalism, perhaps, you know, do they have a, a contract? Do they have a good contract? <laughs> um, is it a one pager? You know, why is it only one page? It's not to say that your your that a vendor's contract needs to be 10 pages. I mean, mine is pretty long, but it doesn't have to be. <laughs> but mine is long because after every wedding or almost every wedding, something comes up and I gotta add to my contract. <laughs> like we're not gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense though. <laughs> this won't happen again. Um <laughs> So it has grown in length over the years, but you know, if the contract seems a little bare bones, that might be a yellow flag. But again, I feel like that goes hand in hand with, did you do your due diligence in researching them and um, talking to their referrals and, you know, studying their portfolio? Does it live up to, you know, to to what you thought it would be? Um, If all you see are pretty photos let's say as a photographer and all you see are pretty photos on their Instagram feed, ask them to see a full gallery so you can see how they actually document the entire day. Some photographers are great with portraits, but they're not necessarily great with capturing the candid moments throughout the day. And if that's important to you, then you may need to look for another photographer, but maybe it's not. Some people, they all they care about are portraits. They don't care about the candids. I'm, I'm, I like both, but I, yeah. def- for my wedding day, I definitely sought out a documentary style photographer because I wanted both. I wanted to capture those little moments and I, I cherish them. Like there's this one photo of me and my dad um, in our house. I got ready at, at my parents' house and he, I'm in the hallway and I have like rollers in my hair, but my makeup's done. And I'm standing in front of the mirror in the hallway and um, I just put my arms around him. You know, I didn't even know the photographer had taken that photo, but it's one of my favorite photos of us. So that type of photography was important to me. Um, shout out to Alakeisha Studios. <laughs> and so you just have to make sure that what you want, you know, that vendor can do and that you've seen evidence of such. Yeah, Ashley and I both have sought out, you know, um, a documentary type style of photography because, yeah, we definitely love the candids. Also the portraits, like you said, but definitely the candids just makes things special, you know? Yeah, it tells tells a completely different story than just a whole bunch of posed photos. You know, wedding day... Right. It's imperfect by nature. You know, you're bringing, yeah. let's say, 100 people who don't necessarily know each other into a space that they've never been to before. They're interacting with all these vendors that they've never met before. You know, it's there, there's there's bound to be some funny moments there. <laughs> so yeah. Something's going to happen, um, you know, a spontaneous dance off or, you know, you know, a kid doing something, you know, really cute. And you just want to be able to have somebody that can capture those moments. So I, I'm definitely pro documentary self-photographer, but don't go to a portrait photographer and and expect that. So yellow flags, you know, could mean just what you got to figure out what your expectations are and make sure that it's a good fit. Definitely agree. What advice do you have for a bride that is regretting a vendor she selected? Which I kind of feel like you touched on this, but let's like wrap it on up with a pretty bow. (laughs) I would say have an honest conversation with yourself. Uh, figure out how did how did you get here? <laughs> Again, you know, was the vendor the cheapest? Did you um, compare vendors? Did you get those referrals? Yeah. Did you really look at their portfolio in depth? You know, as the saying goes, when there's smoke, there's fire. So if you ignored the signs and didn't do 
your due diligence, how can you make sure that you, it won't happen a second time? You know, um, also analyze your finances. Can you afford this mistake? Can you afford for this mistake to happen again? <laughs> um, can you realistically even get a replacement? Do you even have a replacement lined up? You know, there's a lot of questions that, you, you know, you have to have that conversation with yourself before you even move forward. Um, you know, I've had, I've done over a hundred weddings and, you know, to me, I've deemed them all successful. They're not perfect, but they're all successful. And success to me is that you walked away from the day you having enjoyed yourself. You, you know, maybe you didn't get all the perfect Pinterest photos that you thought you were going to get, but you got your photos, the ones that were meant to be based off of the unique dynamic of your day. And, you know, sometimes things go wrong. You know, I, we troubleshoot. We are constantly troubleshooting at a wedding. You know, that's the sign of a good wedding planner. You don't want to come to somebody and say, hey, this is wrong. What do we do? And the planner's like, I don't know. No, we have to figure out. <laughs> as much as we want to say that sometimes, we have to figure out. We have to, you know, um, troubleshoot and figure that out. You know, I had a wedding where, <sighs> here we go. I had a DJ, not my <laughs> husband. <laughs> Not my husband. If my husband's the DJ for a wedding, I don't have to worry about anything music sound wise. Like he he's got it. But if it's a DJ that I don't know, I'm always a little nervous because the music and the sound is so important to a wedding. So this particular wedding, the DJ wasn't really responsive with me prior to the wedding. I was like, okay, you know, it is what it is. Well, actually, no, let me rewind. So this particular DJ, I have worked with him before. I remember now. And um, I didn't have any issues with him, but his MC was extremely rude to me at the wedding reception. Um, and I can't help but think it, it was just because he didn't want a woman telling him what to do, you know, um, so it was one of those. And <laughs> it was a situation where there was a singer performing at the reception, but it was a surprise to the guests. And the DJ had only brought one microphone. I don't know why, but he only brought <laughs> one microphone. And so I was like, I had to troubleshoot. Like, what are we going to do? How do we announce the singer and also have a, a microphone for him so that he can actually sing? So I said, you know what? Let's not even announce him. Let's just, you, you play the song and just we'll open the doors and the singer will just come out and start, you know, um, performing. So I give the singer the, the microphone, I set him up. So then I go back, I run back into the reception room just to make sure everything's going okay. And then all of a sudden I hear the MC on the mic introducing the singer. And then there was this long pause because he had to go back outside to give the singer their microphone. And I'm just like, bruh, <laughs> what's going on? So the singer came in, it was fine. You know, the guests really didn't notice, but you know, I like to have a seamless production, you know? Yeah. So I went up to the MC and I was like, you know, before you do things, you have to, you have to let me know. We, we have to talk to each other. And he kind of was like, I don't have to tell you anything what I'm about to do. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't mean it like that. I'm just saying we're, we're working. <laughs> so we, you and I specifically need to communicate with each other. You know, I had set this up in a certain way and he just walked away from me. So I was like, oh no. So <laughs> I followed behind him and he was standing by the speaker. So I tapped him on the shoulder and he turned around and he got in my face. He was like, don't effing touch me, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, I'm not trying to touch you. I'm trying to get your attention because you're standing by the speaker. You're not going to be able to hear me. And so um, in any case, you know, he, he was very nasty to me. And I told the DJ, I was like, you know, this, I'm not dealing with this. And I called my husband and he made a beeline down there. 
you. I bet he did. (laughs) He was like, no, no, no. Um, But by the time he got there, the MC actually let. He didn't even stay to the end of the wedding. But it's just like, you know, we have to deal with these things that happen. So in any case, um, I had another wedding, you know, about a year later. And the bride booked the same DJ. So I let them know, this is what happened. (laughs) Just letting you know, full disclosure. If you decide to move forward with them, that's fine. But I will not work with that MC. So you can make that decision for yourself if you want to move forward with this company. They decided to move forward with them and they hired a different MC. No problem. So then... As I was trying to plan, you know, put together the um, the timeline for the day, I contacted the DJ. He wasn't really that responsive. You know, that's all I can do. I can only do but so much. So day of the wedding comes and this venue, uh, they have, a, I think, do they have a sound system for the reception? I'm not sure. But in any case, I specifically said to the DJ, you have to bring sound equipment for the ceremony because the ceremony is going to be outside. And you have to come, you know, at least an hour or two before, you know, this is your, this is your arrival time. He did not come at the arrival time, nor did he bring any sound equipment. So um, my husband, he was actually doing the lighting for this event and um, he had just set up the lighting. He had left. So I, I called him up. I was like, babe, do you happen to have any speakers or microphones in your truck? And he was like, ordinarily I do because he, he has backups for his backups. He always has stuff in his truck. But because he was doing lighting, he didn't have anything in his truck. So I was just like, OK, so um, the bride walked down the aisle in silence because there was nothing we can do because this guy did not bring any sound equipment. Oh my gosh. Talk about remorse, right? You know, but for the reception, they had a really great time. So I don't know what they, how they handled the DJ (laughs) afterwards. I I cannot say Um, I'm not privy to that information, but sometimes the party, it could have been that the party was so amazing to them, the reception that it made up for the ceremony. But for some other person, they might have been like, the ceremony was the most important part to me. I always dreamed of walking down the aisle to this song and you didn't do your job, you know, so I want a refund, <laughs> you know, or whatever the case may be. Um, we have just so many examples of things that happen at weddings, but, you know, yeah. It's never a dull day. I think that's why I like weddings so much. They're they're, they're not boring. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also a lesson learned, and you can share that with your clients. And you know, yeah. like, hey, like this is what happened with this yeah. vendor. So know? now my my skill to them is like, oh, you you're interested in this DJ? I will not do your wedding. So you choose between me or them, and they always choose wow. me. <laughs> yeah, because I mean. <laughs> Not I mean, to, of course. Yeah, like to me, the planner holds more weight. Like the DJ does convey a vibe, and you know mm-hmm. he he or she does what they need to do. However, you don't really have any of what it should be if you don't have the proper logistics, which that's what your yes. planner or your coordinator takes care of oh my gosh yes Ashley this is literally whenever I have a consultation with um, potential clients that's how I end it I say you know you could have you could spend all this money on all these beautiful flowers this you know amazing design you have this live band you have the most delicious food but if the day doesn't run well it's all for nothing because you're going to be miserable the logistics are so important. I feel like the event management right. part of what we do, because like you said, you know, we do really beautiful weddings and, you know, it all looks great on social media, but the logistics, the event management part of our services is the cornerstone. That is what sets us apart. 
we are there to make sure that this day runs like a well-oiled machine. And I put buffers of time throughout the day. So if we're, we run off schedule, we always get back on track. My um, One of my assistants has an extensive emergency kit. She can get, she, we've been in situations where, um, this is actually a recent wedding. Uh, the groom had a, mauve, a custom mauve tuxedo and the venue decided to give him and the groomsmen some hors d'oeuvres before the ceremony, which is fine. I would just think that as a venue, you would offer like dry hors d'oeuvres, not things with sauce. Anyway, <laughs> um, one of the groomsmen happened to take like a, a chicken wing that has some like chili sauce on it. And he happened to drip a little bit of it on the groom's tuxedo before we even did the first Oh my God. But my assistant, she has, um, her name is Kristen, love her to death. Um, she, it, she does our lady in waiting services and she's there with a kit to kind of handle these little emergencies. So she went into her kit, got a shout wipe out. She got the stain out, ran to the bathroom, put the jacket under the hand dryer. You would never know anything happened to that jacket. You know, like that's, that's what we're there for. <laughs> in addition to all the pretty, we're there to help because what are you going to do if you don't have someone there to take care of that? You're walking down the, down the aisle with a stain on your jacket right. or your dress is messed up. You know, she's sewn people into their dresses. She has gotten, um, she has fixed um, wedding gowns. She, ugh, I can go on for days. Wow. <laughs> the of things that have happened at weddings. So um, talk about remorse. You don't want to have remorse when it comes to your wedding planner. So make sure you have someone that can really handle the extensive job that's at hand because weddings can get very crazy. <laughs> All these stories. Oh. I know. <laughs> I, I know. Even, I haven't even broken the surface. We I bet. <laughs> I bet. Honestly. Oh, yep. 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 Well, Victoria, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we're not going to let you go just yet. I know okay. Ashley usually does this part, <laughs> but we're going to move into the wedding vendor love. So who would you like to shout out this week? All right. So number one, of course, I have to shout out my love, my boo, my husband, Mike Music. He is I Know Mike Music on Instagram and all social media platforms. He is the best DJ in the tri-state area. If you're having a wedding and you're not booking Mike Music, you're going to have remorse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he is that amazing. Um, he certainly knows how to rock a party and he is super responsible. He brings the sound equipment. He understands the assignment. And he makes sure he gets it done. He has an amazing crew with him. They're like super, super professional. And like I said, I never have to worry about anything music or sound related when he's on the wedding. So book Mike Music, please. We, we also He also does destinations. And we are known as the DJ and the Planner. You can look us up on Instagram as well, the DJ and the Planner. And when we combine forces, your wedding day is going to be epic. Come on now. so my second vendor shout out is going to be a good friend of mine her name is kesha lambert of kesha lambert photography she does incredible work you know she is like one of the best when it comes to meeting in the middle when it comes to great portraits and that documentary style like she captures those moments but she can take the hell out of a portrait let me tell you (laughs) when you have her as your photographer you're going to look phenomenal and it's authentic and it's genuine. And her photography is just on another level. She's a 
a Sony artisan ambassador. Like she knows her stuff. She is a black woman who knows her stuff. So check out Kesha Lambert on Instagram and on most social media platforms. I think she's Kesha Lambert, um, but she can also be found at Kesha Loves Hats <laughs> on some social media platforms. But yes, Kesha Lambert as K-E-S-H-A Lambert. She's amazing. And my third vendor shout out, last but not least, um, I have to give it to one of my best friends, Andrea Pitter Campbell of Pantora Bridal. She is the only Black female bridal gown designer at Kleinfeld. That is a huge accomplishment. She was the winner of Making the Cut, which is a spinoff from Project Runway. Um, She was the grand prize winner. She won a million dollars amongst some other really amazing prizes. Uh, She has a line on Amazon that's exclusive there. Um, But in any case, she's just an amazing entrepreneur. I look up to her so much. And she is the owner of Pantora Bridal. And she really, really caters to all women, and not just a particular size, not just a particular skin tone. She really is like the epitome of inclusivity when it comes to the wedding gown buying process. So her flagship store is here in Brooklyn, New York. Check it out. I think you'll be hard pressed to not be able to find what you want at Pantora Bridal. Um, It's amazing. I am a Pantora bride. I got my wedding gown from her uh, five years ago. And it's something that I absolutely cherish um, to have a custom piece made by one of my best friends. So check out Pantora Bridal on all social media. And those would be my three shout outs. Very nice. Ashley, who would you like to shout out? So this week I am shouting out a florist um, based in Georgia. Gwinnett to be precise. Um, LaJoy is the brand name. LaJoy. So like a flowers and decor provider and you can look up their page on Instagram at LaJoy, L-A-J-O-I-E dot flower. And you'll see a variety of different styles, um, whether you want like a personal bouquet set or, you know, maybe just some flowers you want to give to your girls or your mom or your mother of, you know, your mother in love, or, you know, you want someone to actually decorate your day. Uh, you'll see a variety of beautiful options here. So I'm shouting out LaJoy. Who are you shouting out Tania? So today I'm going to shout out, hopefully I'm pronouncing this correctly. J-O photography um, is J-A-O underscore photography on IG. He's based out of Nashville, Tennessee, but of course he travels. His pictures are very, very beautiful. He does great candids. Um, You know, you could tell that he knows exactly what angles to get (laughs) and, you know, like just how to capture the moment. So definitely if you are in need of a photographer in the Nashville, Tennessee area, look him up. So Ashley, do you have some advice for us? So I'm giving some unsolicited advice. I don't do it all the time, but when I do, it's the advice you didn't ask for because that happens a lot when you get engaged and get married and have kids and do anything in your life. My advice this week is on theme with what we're talking about. You know what protects you when you have vendor remorse? Wedding insurance. 
if your vendor is not holding up their side of what they have contractually said they will do, wedding insurance has your back. You can recoup your money that way. So get wedding insurance. And if you need to know more about wedding insurance, listen to an episode that came out a few months ago, a few weeks ago, whenever, where we talked to an amazing professional uh, Greg SRI um, with Aventured. So it's a twofold thing. Get your wedding insurance and go listen to that episode also about wedding insurance so you feel more comfortable about the insurance you're going to get. Great advice. Great advice. Yes, yes. Well, Victoria, thank you so much again for chatting with us. Before we let you go, let us know where people can find you. So you can find me at Vic Events NYC. That is the same on all social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, V-I-C-E-V-E-N-T-S. NYC, Vic Events NYC, that stands for Victorious Events NYC. I actually chose that handle because I wasn't confident that people would know how to spell victorious. So I shortened it to Vic (laughs) to make it easy. Uh, (laughs) Or sometimes because my name is Victoria, they may think I'm saying Victoria's events. No, it's victorious, like victory. Um, All of our events are victorious. We have successful events. Um, None of them have ever been a failure. We strive for providing the absolute best wedding planning services that we can provide. And they're beautiful too. So check us out. Oh, and also our website is victorious. You have to know how to spell it for the website. Victorious. <laughs> right. EventsNYC.com. Perfect. Perfect. And of course, we will be tagging you. So when this episode airs, if they don't know how to spell it, we'll help them out. <laughs> <laughs> But again, Victoria, thank you so much for chatting with us and giving us all this wonderful advice about how to handle our own vendor remorse. And I'm sure all of the listeners and especially the ones that submitted the questions will be so thankful for all of the advice you provided today. So thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you for having me. This was so awesome. I'm glad that we were finally able to get our schedules together and make this happen. It's been an honor and a pleasure to be a part of Hue I Do. And um, yeah, I hope that this helps uh, some brides and grooms out there, their wedding planning journey. And uh, yeah. Well, thank you again. Yes, thank you. Um, Tania, where can people find us? You can find us on HueIDo.com. You can also find us on HueIDoWed on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok. You can find Ashley at Demitosh on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Belsori on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. Thank you. You're always so great at that. Hey, if you're still listening and haven't clicked away from this episode, thank you for one. Two, Head Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. You know, no, no, that we love them. So, you know, every week we ask for the reviews, but honestly, like we say time and time again, it's to help other brides, vendors, grooms, people hear a podcast that they love just as much as you do. So please do that, friends. Hugh Boos, we love you. And thank you for listening again. We will be back next week.